the Florida Gators and stake their claim for the national championship of the 1996. Here's Tebow, jump pass, throw it to the end zone, and a touchdown, David Nelson scores! Back down. You can stand me up at the gates of... Dropping back the throw, pops and fires the ball, over the middle, it's, it's Dory, it's Dory, Dory got a touchdown! Dory got a touchdown! Oh man! be turned around. Not a body yeah. within 10 yards, lofting down the sideline for Johnson, and he is... All right, this week on Gator Glory, happy to have Shannon Snell in studio with us. It's good to actually look somebody in the face as you have these fun conversations to have. And Shannon, you're an interesting one as we do Gator Glory. Mm -hmm. And then I'm always intrigued by the guys who are caught in the changeover. Sure. Like you signed with Steve Spurrier and a team that just won a national championship. You go there, you're there for two years, you win an SEC, and... And then you learn that the coach is changing. Did that catch you out of left field? Yeah, it did. I think more specifically, and I, you know, whenever you sign and now knowing what I know is, is you got to understand coaches are going to do what's best for them, right? Steve Spurrier had been at Florida for since the nineties, the early nineties, nineteen ninety more specifically, and won a lot of championships, done a lot of stuff. So I knew he wasn't going to be there forever. But you know, when they sit in your living room and they tell you, "Hey, man, we're going to be here for your four, your son's four years," what they're telling your mom or mm-hmm. your dad or you know, whatever that may look like, you're, you're expecting, hey, this is one of the reasons I'm signing. I know a lot of times people say, well, you sign, you commit to the logo, but it really is you're around the coaches more than you're around your family, more than you're sleeping. Those are the people that are really pouring into your life. So, uh, yeah, it, it took me by surprise because I'm in year two. Like, I'm in the midway point. I was a sophomore when uh, Coach Spur decided to head off and, and greener pastures in the NFL at the Redskins. But it surprised me because we found out uh, when everybody else found out. We found out on like ESPN News and mm-hmm. I was sitting at home in Tampa after beating um, Maryland, Maryland. In the bowl, in Maryland in the bowl game and they said, you know, Steve Spurrier's thinking about reti- uh, quitting or retiring from the University of Florida and it just was floored. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we saw some some behavior from him during that season mm-hmm. that kind of maybe pointed, especially at, towards the end, that pointed towards him maybe this being his last season, but it just it wasn't real until I actually announced it. S- such an interesting dude. You grew up in, in Florida, and I understand kids, you know, college football fans, you're a bigger fan once you're an adult than you are as a kid. For you're sure. too busy as a kid. And, in fact, you may be young enough that to not even – you've, you've heard about you can appreciate the frustration that the football program and fan base felt for so many years but you know to your knowledge they were a top five team for most of your life as you watched them and as you were recruited how what was it like being recruited by coach Spurrier by the University of Florida with the success they were having at the time and was it a no-brainer for you or did it take a little sale yeah well I never told anybody but I was a Gator fan from the time I watched them in, you know, the play Nebraska, which is funny in that 1995 uh, bowl game that Nebraska just killed them in. But it's just, you know, Coach Spurrier had kind of like the swagger about him, right? Mm-hmm. He just was like real pol- polarizing. And I, I love the University of Florida. Orange and blue always was an attracting uh, thing to me. But Coach Spurrier, the way he talked, the way he acted, you know, the way he just basically said, I don't give a damn about what people think mm-hmm. about me. I'm just going to go out and win. And, you know, it's funny. The very first time I talked to him, he came to my house in Tampa. 
who sat down when he offered me a scholarship. And he was very honest with me. He said, you know what, Shannon, I'm going to give you the opportunity to come to the University of Florida. I'm not going to pay you any money. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to, get, to get an education. And you may play. You're a good enough player. We're, that's why we're recruiting you. But you may play. You may not play. I really don't care about that. But you're going to get an education. Does that work in today's day and age? Would that work with uh, that sales pitch on today's I, I, you know, recruit? I don't, I don't I don't think so. But, you yeah. know, there's some kids that sit out there and said, like, does this guy really have the balls to sit here and say, <laughs> you know, if you're Nick Saban, I think if Nick Saban came yeah. in and said that, you, you know, you, if you watch Nick Saban for the past 20 years, you know he's a winner, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if he said that to me, I'd be like, you know what? I'm a Nick Saban guy. I want to play for this guy. So maybe, yeah. right? But you can't be the average coach that came in two, three, four years ago and say that, even if you just came off of a, a playoff, whatever. Uh, you can't say that because these kids, they want to know what, you know, especially with the NIL bill. Mm-hmm. Out, hey, what's next for me? What is there to gain by coming to your university? What can you give me just as much as what can I give you? Uh, you know, Spurrier is famous, right? You want to be a Gator? We'll win with you. If you don't, we'll win with somebody yeah, yeah, else. And that's what he says. That I mean, that's, 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 that's been... honesty. And it was, as raw as it was, it was like reverse psychology, right? Yeah. It was reverse psychology because it's like, I, you would think somebody would say, well, I don't want to play for this coach, but it was so honest and so raw and real. You were like, I think I want to play for this guy. There was such a long base of success there under Coach Spurrier, 12 years, you know, all the SECs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you guys were, you know, within that heartbreaker against Tennessee of playing most likely for a national championship. And then Coach Zook comes in, and it's hard. I feel for Zook. It's like they say, it's not easy to replace the legend. You want to replace the guy who's replacing the legend. And boy, did that turn out to be true for with sure. Urban Meyer following Zook. But I'm just wondering what it was like for you guys as players to go from feel I imagine there was a kind of a feeling of invincibility when you played those first two years that we're winning the SEC East there's a confidence we got talent and then you know maybe with Zook was it the first year that Miami came to town early and that was a little bit of of an uh uh-oh and I'm just wondering how difficult that transition was in probably a variety of different ways one of which kind of learning your new head coach as well yeah it was weird because you know as you said our first two years when Spurrier when we were playing we blew out teams that we were supposed to blow out. We beat teams that we were supposed to beat. And you came up with a, a, a game that you may have lost or whatever that you weren't supposed to, but we knew the next week it was going to be fine. When you walk into this, like uncertainty or when you walk into a position for myself, a guy like Max Starks, Ben Troop, these guys that, that were recruited by Steve Spurrier, we don't know what you're going to get. You basically are inheriting a, a coach that's coming in that's trying to install his own offense, his own defense, his own system, his own values, all that stuff. It was a little bit scary. We, we, we didn't know what to expect. And, you know, a, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys had considered transferring, right? You had the Brock Berlin who came in in that class that transferred out to Miami. Um, you had some guys that just left because they said, hey, this is not what I signed up for. And that first year, and as you said, you know, we we, we won that first game. I mean, we ended up winning like 65-3 to three against a, an opponent. But when Miami came to town and we actually ended up getting beat pretty bad, Miami was just a you know far better team at that point in time. We it, it was the first sign of uncertainty or doubt, mm-hmm. at least in my mind, that I don't know if this was the right decision because of the fact that I, I understand like everything that happens for a reason now, especially now. But like we weren't supposed to lose like that. We weren't supposed to, you know, everything when you're four years, when you walk into college, you're like, hey, everything is supposed to go this way. And this is what it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, it was not like that. And when we when we got beat by Miami and, and subsequently throughout the, the rest of the, the rest of that season, it just it was a little bit weird. It just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel as if we were the Florida Gators. It didn't feel like the Steve Spurrier Florida Gators, which it wasn't. Um, and 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 once again, I feel for Ron Zook because he walked into a legend's shoes. There there was no way he was going to feel uh, fill those shoes right off the bat. You know, there uh, every every person that turned down that job from you know the Bob Stoops to anybody that probably Jeremy Foley interviewed, 
did it for a reason because the expectation was going to be so lofty after after a, a complete decade of dominance in the SEC SEC East. Um, it, it just it was going to be a tough sell for anybody. You know, it it we call this Gator Glory because the program has been you know, able to sustain from 1990. And that's included a few uh, coaching changes. And so there's, there's also a, you know, positive point to be made that you guys in that bridge, you know, year after you left, Zook left and then urban came in and there was enough hanging around there within the program that they immediately became good. And then the second year won the national title. Now I understand that Percy and Tim had a lot to do with that, but that's the point of, of what Florida became starting with Steve Spurrier in 1990, this ability to bounce back and, and to bridge. Right. And, and I think that's important. And I, I'm a firm believer in leadership, right? Steve Spurrier was an amazing leader. I think Ron Zook, I think he wanted to lead, but I think he was probably a little bit too young in his tenure to maybe take over that Florida job. But I think Urban bringing that, that program back to exactly where it was showed that leadership matters. And we see that nowadays. We see that with across sports, especially the college football landscape. You talk about Dabo Sweeney, Jimbo uh, Fisher. You talk about you know Nick Saban, uh, guys that we we've talked about. Lincoln Riley, uh, yeah, Lincoln Ryan Riley. Days, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, even even a certain degree, minus like the baggage, Les Miles, what he did, a good manager of people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that really matters in, in this day and age, practically throughout time. Is that you know how you lead your team is really going to depend on your success, and I think. Urban or Steve to uh, to Zook to Urban really define that real tenure for me in in my eyes. Yeah, good. You got to play with your brother. Was that cool? Did yeah. you know all along that you would, was that a package deal when they it, it came was. came for one? You were the higher recruit, right? I was. I mean, I was. And I was. your brother played at Florida. I think he scored touchdown probably. Did he? Uh, I think he might have scored one. Right. Yeah, I think so, he may have gotten one in. So um, it was weird because he was you know my brother came out of school and he had been recruited by the Kentuckys and the Clemsons and this is when Clemson wasn't was, great, yeah, but I mean four, he, yeah, he was. He was uh, recruited by him, and then at that point in time, um, you know, he had to go to Fork Union Military Academy because you know he had to you'd get his grades up and stuff. But at that point in time, when I was looking for schools, it wasn't so much a package deal, okay. right? But it was just like, hey, I, I would like for you guys to take a look at him as a walk on. Like if I yeah. ask for anything, I'm not asking for money or anything. But <laughs> if he can walk on to the team and show you. Uh, what he can do that'd be great, and he ended up earning himself a scholarship on Spurrier, which was really cool. Did you get a Did you get a, a nickname from Coach Spurrier at any point? Did you ever become Shelly? Shelly? <laughs> he called me Snelly. Snelly. He called me Snelly. Yeah. He walk around and <laughs> he would add IE on everybody. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's any it. Any lineman or anything, he had IE, and it became one of those things. And <laughs> guys in the locker room start calling you that. I was like, please don't call me that. I don't, don't want to be. Snelly. I don't want to call that. Yeah. But that was his his nickname for me, and that's what I answered to. All right, now listen. I, what you do, I think, kind of. I think it interlocks a little bit with Gator Glory, and I'll tell you why. Because of what Florida football became on campus and because of a famous alum of the University of Florida, sure. or certainly one of their most famous fans, the first time I ever ate Sonny's Barbecue, I was a freshman in college at the University of Florida at the one out there on Waldo Road. On Waldo Road, uh-huh. the first time I ever had it. Fell in love with it. I've eaten Sonny's you know, a thousand times since then. Sure. And you got introduced to Sonny Tillman while you're at the University of Florida, and as big a fan as he was of the Gators, I understand you were as big a fan of him. Yeah, it was weird. So my dad, my brother, and I, so there used to be a Sonny's Barbecue on Bush Boulevard in Tampa. Uh-huh. We ate at that Sonny's. I mean, we lived over in that area. We ate at that Sonny's practically every Thursday night. Okay. Like, we'd eat all-you-can-eat chicken, <laughs> right? And, and and it's funny, when I first started working for Sonny's, I only ate chicken for the first six months I worked there. Oh, you missed out, only, buddy. Yeah, so it was kind of nostalgic. <laughs> but anyway, we ate chicken before Thursday night before we played on Fridays. And it was just the time that like, and there was never Thursday for 
52 weeks out of a year, mm-hmm. we would go every Thursday, even if there wasn't Friday night football, right? We'd go there, we eat, and that's just that was our thing. So I when I came to Gainesville, I was kind of shocked because I, I didn't know Sonny's had started in Gainesville, but I went out to the Waldo Road location mm-hmm. when I got to college. I was a freshman, and I saw this guy walking around in there, right? It was Sonny. It was Sonny. Sonny walking around, and it was very unmistakable. And he was a huge Gator fan. Like sure. he had all his pictures on the wall of him being a booster, all that stuff. And then when I first met him, I said, I said, he's like, hi, I'm Sonny Tillman. I was like, oh, the guy, the he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm the Sonny's guy. You're Sonny. I'm the Sonny's guy. I said, oh, cool. So we got a great relationship. So over the course of time, I was just a fan of his barbecue because I was like, there's nothing better than this barbecue. I've had barbecue everywhere, but Sonny's, is just, it just does it for me. So I ended up seeing him one day. I remember him talking to me and he said, you know, this is probably my sophomore year. He's like, you know, Shannon, I had this conversation with somebody this morning, which is funny. He's like, you know, Shannon, when you, uh, when you get done playing with football, you should come, you should come work for Sonny's. I kind of laughed it off at the point. I was like, I would love nothing more than to eat barbecue all day. So I, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll take you up on that one day if it ever comes to that. Well, lo and behold, I, a couple years later, I'm, you know, after I get out of football, I'm like, you know, I need to find something to do with my life. And sure enough, I ended up contacting Sonny. And Sonny was like, I wasn't joking. I told you you need to come work. Or, wow. You should come work for Sonny's. And I did. And it kind of tied all in together. And boy, I, I it, love it. You know, I. I we throw around the, the, the term pit master like mm-hmm. it's just like calling somebody Mr. or yeah. this. But they, I mean, it's a you, got, you, you got to qualify to be a pit master. You do. Shannon Stell is a pit master, ladies and gentlemen. He ain't no barbecue smoker. He's not no griller. He's a pit master. <laughs> That's exactly What's right. the difference? It, it is a person that has really mastered their craft in barbecue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really takes, you know, there's there's classes. We have this thing part of Sonny's called the pit, which is called pit master in training, right? Mm-hmm. Or pit academy, which we do for all of our people that come through our program that have, that have joined Sonny's that want to continue their education in barbecue. For me, I was like, you know, I don't ever want to stop somewhere. When I stop learning, I know it's time to move on to something else, right? Fair enough. Um, so when the Pitmaster, we rebranded ourselves back in 2014. And when we came up with Pitmasters, it's like, hey, we got rid of all the fake advertising, the fake people that that had nothing to do. A lot of times when you see people, when you see a brand, they'll have somebody that comes in as a paid actor. Yeah. Well, none of our people are paid actors. Anybody that you see in a commercial, anybody that you see... Uh, in, a, in an ad or something like that. Those are all real people that are cooking real food. And those are people that have gone through blood, sweat, and tears, literally, that have cut themselves on smokers or mm-hmm. have burned them, burned their hands that have gone through to try to perfect their, their craft and barbecue. And I think that's great because it's a um, it's a realistic brand, right? I love realistic brands that say, hey, you do what you say you're going to do. One of our core values, doing what you say you're going to do. And for us, it's like when you go through this academy, when you're learning all this stuff, you want to have a payoff, right? Right. When you're driving down a field and you're playing football, you the payoff's a touchdown. Right? You're getting a master's in barbecue, basically. Yeah, basically, and yeah. and that's 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 me. It's a I, I work for Sunny's bar- Barbecue, but I am an ambassador. I am a promoter. I'm a fan of of what we do. And there's nothing better than to say, "Hey, look, I'm a pit master," and explaining this to people exactly what that means because it really is a, a something that's involved a lot of time, um, it, it, a lot of hard nights, a lot of hard days, and it, it really is rewarding in the end to say, "Hey," you, and it's continuous learning which is also uh, really rewarding. well from the uh, trenches and the pits of the florida gator offensive line to a pit master all over the That's state right. of florida and southeast shannon snell thanks for joining us for gator glory we appreciate it you my guys man. having me yeah. thank you so much hey, baby.